0: Welcome to Damage Boost. I'm your host, Brock Holiday, and today we have Nathaniel Bandy, and we're going to talk Super Monkey Ball. So let's jump into it. As I mentioned on the other side of the intro, I have the ever-so-talented Nathaniel Bandy with me today. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing as well as one can be during a pandemic, I think. <laughs> Agreed. And uh, kind of start this out, before we jump into Super Monkey Ball, I wanted to ask a question about Minus World. Mm-hmm. If you could pick one non-Nintendo-related game kind of off the beaten path that your fans wouldn't expect for you guys to do on the Minus World channel, what would it be?
1: Wow. Well, it's a good thing you asked a question like that because I'll have the perfect segue, and that would be Monkey Ball, of course. (laughs) Oh, Uh, the GameCube one. Sorry. I don't mean there. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, definitely. The Monkey Ball one or two. Well, actually, it's funny. There are some lost episodes of uh, minus World, where we did actually play a bunch of the mini games for Monkey Ball. It was like four different videos, and uh, my computer was having these weird issues where basically, like, the SSD would freeze up. And I don't know why that was happening, but I lost all the footage and I was the one recording the video feed. So I lost pretty much everything. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely go back to Monkey Ball at some point. So they're like, that's the legendary lost tapes
0: is Monkey Ball. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I personally, and I guess we're jumping right into it. As I say, uh, Monkey Ball Two, which is the GameCube version that you talked about, has a super special place in my heart because that was when I was still young enough, and it was before online gaming was, you know, pretty much a thing. And like that was what my friends and I will all sit around and play. Uh, and the game I had to look up the name of it because it's not what I thought it was. Monkey Flight. No, Any no, yeah, monkey, monkey target, monkey target. Thank you. I read, yeah, I saw fight and read flight, monkey target, <laughs> um, was for whatever reason we played that and I'm not kidding for literal hours. It's mm-hmm. just so much fun. And for anyone who has ever played it, pretty simple. Four players, you roll down this big ramp and you jump into the sky. Monkey ball comes out like a glider, and it's kind of like would
1: you would you call it shuffleboard almost? I guess that's a similar way to put it. It's like a more interactive version of that. Right, because you're landing on like a big target,
0: and the further you get to the center, the more points you get. But the tri- you know, the, the catch or the, the twist is if you land first, people can roll and try to hit you and knock you either off or out of a point zone and try to slow themselves down. So what it what it became with my 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 best friend, his older brother Jim, uh, who is on the podcast the funny papers so shout out Jim I love you to death but he would literally just like outweigh us he would not go like and it became this <laughs> huge like you're being a you're being a jerk like just go and at least I think it was him if it wasn't you Jim I'm sorry and it was like who would break and just say screw it and go and hope that they get knocked out and for what like, again for whatever reason that that was our jam
1: and I think sixth seventh grade when this game came out for me You know, that's an interesting strategy, because when I always played the game, I wanted to be the first to get there, because for Monkey Ball 2, you know, there's a bunch of things in the air that you can collect, like, you can get bananas for more points, you can get, uh, like, the break items, so that your monkey, like, breaks, he, like, slows down a lot, um, and then there's also the magnet, where you stop right in place, so I was always trying to go down that, 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 um, the hill, like, as fast as I possibly could, to get as many points, and to try to, you know, take... Take away, like, important items like that from other people. So so my question to that is,
0: um, and it's this is me trying to remember something that happened, like, 20 years ago. Um, is there a turn-off items thing? Because if there was, I'm 90% sure uh, that his, my friend would have turned off items. They're very much like Carl with Smash Brothers, where items <laughs> should not be a thing.
1: Yeah, so, well, that was, you're thinking of Monkey Ball 1, actually. Uh, because with oh. Monkey Ball 1, there's, like, a, a wheel thingy. And it kind of goes around, um, and, well, the thing with that one is, you're not really turning off the items, necessarily, you're turning off, like, the hazards in this stage. As for Monkey Ball 2, I actually don't know if you can turn off the items, I can't remember. So, it's very possible we were just,
0: we were not smart, because he was, he's three years older than us, so, like, you know, around late grade school, early middle school, that's kind of a giant leap in intelligence, and I'm already not a very smart man as it is. So I think he might have just been clowning the system and fooling us the whole time.
1: Yeah, possibly. I mean, because whenever I always played it, we just had the items on, simply because like you don't even really need them to win. Like the break nah. and the magnet power up, you only use them if if you really want to like take a big risk, like go for the the big points. But it's not necessary. Not really necessary. That's you know, and that's
0: true. And uh, with that kind of being said, I. Were they really, the bananas and power-ups and all that, really useful in a lot of the mini minigames? I'm trying to think. The other one we also played a lot of was Monkey Fight, which was, mm-hmm. was kind of, it was just basically Wii Boxing, but with monkeys. I remember yeah. that being just kind of a button-mashing game, and I don't, was there a real strategy to it? I Again, this is, I, I, I played Monkey Ball uh, GameCube this past weekend, but I played the main main game, uh, I didn't get to beat it, obviously, because, you know, life is crazy. Uh, I didn't have anybody to really play the multiplayer with uh, over the weekend, so I'm mm. trying to remember.
1: Yeah, so I know for Monkey Fight, there are items, there's like the vortex where your your glove spins around. There's the big item where your, your glove gets a lot bigger. There's like the steel item, or it's called iron or something, and it basically makes your makes your fist a lot stronger. And... Yeah, like you said, it is basically a button masher, but there is some strategy in trying to collect items. And what's cool is you can actually get multiple items and basically use both of them, at, like, multiple at the same time. So you can have the, the big glove while it's spinning around in a vortex, which is really cool. So there is some strategy involved. And with strategy in mind, the main game. Um,
0: so for me, when I was younger, I hated the main game. And I know that sounds dumb because it's like the whole point of Monkey Ball, but I was all about the mini games, right? Um, as I got older, um, you know, I always still remember the, the mini games, but watching you and your channel, uh, you kind of made me realize, like, hey, the main story might actually be worth, or main game might be worth my time. I should really try it out. And holy crap, is it fun! Like, mm-hmm. I know it's not necessarily a unique Style of gameplay. I know there's things that have been similar to it before, but for whatever reason, the the combination of presentation, uh, absolutely absolutely bananas story, if you will. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe I'd get a chuckle, but yeah, that was dad joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> that but <was> good. <laughs> but it's it's good. It, it's well done, and it's one of those things like I kind of feel stupid that. As a kid, I just had this weird anti-the-main-story game. But it's hard as fuck. Um, there's no way around it. I, I watched you on uh, one of your streams do, like, these... I don't know what you call them, the extra levels, the... Um... Like, expert? Yes. I, I don't know how. Like, one, anxiety. Like, what? just watching you play it, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, what's <let's laughs> going Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And, like, you're doing it while talking to five, six hundred people and like and you're just doing it like it's nothing. Like just like yeah, that's
1: fine. I can barely get through the main story. Well, I think one thing that might comfort you is there most people that play monkey ball don't like the main game either. So I don't you shouldn't feel excluded in any way because yeah, a lot of people don't like the main game. Um, the only reason I'm good at monkey ball is just because I played so much of it when I was in college. Like a lot of those stages that I play, it's just muscle memory in me remembering what I'm supposed to do, so I'm not really nervous about it. So I don't know if it's skill or just a lot of practice, because I feel like those two things are are almost different. Like, once you get so good at something, it's not really... I don't know, it doesn't really require skill to to play, it, I guess, if that makes any uh, sense. It's muscle, muscle
0: memory. It's, just, it's yeah. the same thing as sports, uh, kind of, yeah. or like basketball. Once you kind of get your, your stroke or your shot, you kind of mm-hmm. don't... You don't think about it anymore. Honestly, video games are very similar in that way. With mm-hmm. the exception of a few games. Uh, some games, I like Rainbow Six Siege, which, uh, side note, uh, Ubisoft announced for Icy Cat, um, who had been on the show, who uh, tragically passed away a few months ago. Um, they are putting a charm in that game for him. So just anybody who was a fan of Icy Cat. Um, and they also donated... Oh, wow. in his memory for mental health because he sadly took his own life. Um, Oh, that's horrible. I know Ubisoft uh, is, you know, absolute dog crap for a lot of stuff, but that I appreciate because he meant a lot to the community and definitely deserved uh, a lasting something in the game for his memory. Um, But Mm -hmm. uh, jump back to that. Yeah, Monkey Ball definitely seems like because it is all about, it's all about reflexes. You know, it's all about. Also map memorization? I feel like you kind of have to is it not well, very, not Dark Souls-esque that you have to fail sometimes to figure it out, but I feel like there's a certain degree of tr- definite definite trial
1: and error to get through levels. Uh yes and no. I mean, a lot of it is just learning the physics too, is understanding exactly when how your monkey is going to move and how he's going to interact with the environment around him. I think that's a part of it, and then some of it is like map memorization when it comes to, like, the really, really difficult levels, because there's some levels, like, in the Master Stages, that are literally called, like, mazes, and you- you're not going to beat them on the first try without seeing what to do, because it's just, like, a bunch of random, like, squares and platforms and-, and lifts and stuff, and the only way to do it is to just kind of experiment and figure out what you're supposed to do. So, it- it's a bit of both, I guess, but I think it's mostly just, like, learning the physics of the game. That's what takes the longest. And what gets you really good at it.
0: And uh, at least for my opinion, I've played one, I've played two. I have not played the the newest one that they included Sonic in for some reason.
1: Oh, um, yeah. And that wasn't even new. That was a remake, remake of the Wii Monkey Ball game. Which I have not played the the Wii
0: one either. But at least for those first two, and for me uh, especially two, the physics makes sense. I don't ever feel like you're getting... It's just a a well-programmed game. Like, it doesn't feel stupid or gimmicky. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you have to learn the physics, and it's because there's actual stuff to learn. And I feel like, you know, some games or knockoffs, if you will, of this style may not have consistency with, you know, different character weights and all that, but this does. So you actually can learn something and then apply that to your overall strategy and gameplay.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, like, on top of the physics, just, like, you can really feel the weight of your character when you're moving around. Like, when you get, when you get smacked, it's really easy to predict how you're going to move. Like, if I don't know, if you hit a wall really fast, you're probably going to move backward, and if you're tilting the direction towards the side, if, or if you're already moving towards the side, your character is going to perfectly go in the direction that you're imagining. Now, being able to control that, that's a different story. But it's very easy to understand and feel the weight of your character, which is very, very hard to do in a uh, like a marble rolling game because there's there's not very many of them, honestly. Mm-mm. And I think Monkey Ball is one of the best marble rolling games just because of how good this the game mechanics are, how well they're crafted. They are
0: the the with the different like weight of the characters. Um, off the top of your head, can you name all the characters? Just uh, like curiosity. Well,
1: in the... Well, I mean, I guess it would depend which game. The first two games, there's ai, ai Mimi, Baby, and Gon-Gon. Those are the, the ones I know. Yeah. And then in, like, Banana Blitz, there's Doctor and Yan-Yan. Um, I don't know beyond that. I know there are more Monkey Ball characters in other games, too, but I can't remember them. Would the, would the original four be your Mount Rushmore of characters, then? Yeah, I guess you could put it that way.
0: <laughs> I remember always loving playing as the baby. I don't think there was any str- strategical reason
1: for it. I think I just thought he was mm. funny and cute. Well, I guess, so fun fact, um, you are right. Pretty For the most part, the characters does, do not matter. But when you're playing the bowling minigame, if you pick baby, um, the little cursor that chooses where your ball aims, it goes a lot slower with only baby. And I don't know why. It why? just does. Yeah. So, <laughs> Holy shit. That's awesome. Yeah. If you ever play also, bowling, always pick baby, or unless you want
0: it to be really difficult. We are only 14 minutes in this episode, and I am blown away by the depth of your knowledge and the the little
1: tidbits that you have stored away in your brain for this game. It's really impressive. You know, I would be a monkey ball YouTuber if monkey ball was a relevant series, but it is not. So I only I can only make videos every once in a while on it. Um,
0: and yeah, be on I, a I wish I could do it more.
1: Yeah, and and podcast too. I think the last time I played Monkey Ball besides streaming was I did a challenge video where I tried to, I think it was collect all the bananas on all the stages or something like that. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that one.
0: That was pretty recent too. It was like a couple months
1: like ago, June I think, yeah. something like that.
0: It was a it was a, a COVID video. I think I I kind mm-hmm. of measured time by before COVID and now during COVID.
1: <laughs> yeah, this this was a a during. How, not I wouldn't say post-COVID. Um, I don't know, just, yeah, like you said, during COVID, I guess. It, it was after the before time, is how I yes. would describe it.
0: <laughs> so, he, here's a challenge question for you. If you could, desc- and you could pick any of the Monkey Ball games,
1: describe, in your own words, the plot to the story. Well, Monkey Ball 1 doesn't really have a story mode. For Monkey Ball 2, there is... Uh, there's this guy called Dr. Bad Boon. He takes bananas. <laughs> Sorry, that's uh, such a
0: ridiculous name.
1: It's so stupid. <laughs> so I love it. I, I'm, not, I'm not against it, but my god,
0: that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love how corny it is. Like, the whole story is just so dumb, but it's so great at the same time. So, yeah, this, basically, I'll, I'll kind of, like, briefly go over the plot. Dr. Bad Boom takes bananas. Then, uh, the four heroes, they get mad at him, so they chase him down. They chase him all over the place. Eventually... They end up in a whale, and then a whale shoots them out, and then they're, like, at this weird, like, carnival area or something. Then they find Dr. Badboon in a bath, and then he, like, he has a crush on Mimi, which doesn't make sense, because Dr. Badboon is, like, massive, and Mimi's, like, a little itty-bitty ant. And then, uh, Dr. Badboon is, like, in space at one point, he's about to push a button, and then the... The four characters go into their laser... goes into the laser thing, and then... He destroys the ship, so. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if any of that made sense, but that's, it's, that's yeah.
0: the most one of the most all
1: over the place plots, but it <laughs> in a weird way makes sense for Monkey Ball. I missed <laughs> some parts cuz I don't remember every single theme. I only remember parts of the plot, <laughs> but that's like the main gist. Bad guy takes money the monkeys and then monkeys get bananas back. That's pretty much it.
0: it, it it's kind of like
1: if you ever re-
0: read like early versions of scripts where the symbolism's all over the place cuz you're like you know, at one point they're in a whale, and you know, like maybe they're going for a biblical thing, and now they're in space, and they're gonna blow up a spaceship. Like, oh, I guess we're going for sci-fi. <laughs> just kind of, and I love it. I love every second of it because I, I don't. If you didn't make the story to Super Monkey Ball ridiculous, I don't think you could take it seriously. Like, I don't want dark, yeah. gritty Batman Monkey Ball where you know, <laughs> a freaking one of them's like got scars all over him from all the wars he's been in, and just like so bitter and needs to learn how to care about people again. All that crap. No,
1: Monkey Ball should be ridiculous and fun, and I'm glad it's that way. You know what's weird is that the next Monkey Ball after that was Monkey Ball Adventure, and that game actually focused on story, and no one liked it. Literally, nobody liked it at all. I, so, I'm looking I, at
0: the cover art for that, and it looks. It does it. It look. It looks like a very. It's two. It's from 2006. It looks like a yep. very 90s, like RPG computer game. It. It's weird. So yeah.
1: So I've actually played a bit of that game. I did not play the story mode because I got stuck after five minutes, didn't care to con- continue it. But there was a normal arcade mode with like different levels. And uh, I think I did end up completing it. but the physics were just horrible. Like your monkey was way, way too floaty. And um, when you like moved the stage around, it didn't really, it felt like he was lagging out. And maybe it's because mm. I was playing on the PS2 version, but that game, it was made by someone else. Um, the People that made Monkey Ball One and Two, they don't their business went out went out a long time ago. So, yeah, Monkey I don't Ball, know. Uh,
0: it, was made by Oh
1: my goodness, Amusement Vision. I think. Oh, it was yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so Amusement Vision made three games. That's it. <laughs> they made Monkey Ball One, Monkey Ball Two, F Zero GX. All three of those games amazing. And then I think they um they got what was it? I think a company bought them or something like that, but I can't remember exactly. the The Super
0: Monkey Ball Venture was uh, developed by Traveler's Tales Games, which mm-hmm. is a British developer and uh, uh, that was founded in 1989. Never heard of them, but they ha- do you have a history of developing games uh, for Sega. So, yeah, uh, that that was a thing. They were a thing, but yeah, that, okay. and it's weird because games where they change hands they're and i know super monkey ball doesn't necessarily carry the weight of a halo or uh something like that where you know it's pretty famous but you know bungee bowing out after a certain point and Mm -hmm. 343 taking over but monkey ball with the way it's played it's a big deal that someone else is taking over because you know it has so much to do with the physics and control and
1: that cannot be an easy thing to replicate Yeah, you got to get the controls right and you know, I think the problem really it wasn't even that like it switched developers I just think the focus went way off course because After monkey ball one and two there was monkey ball deluxe Which is like a compilation of the one and two stages plus some bonus ones then there was adventure Which was focused on single player which people weren't interested in so after that they went to the Wii And, you know, the Wii motion controls, that was a whole big spiel. So one of the launch games for the Wii was Monkey Ball Banana Blitz. That was the game that was remade on the Switch. And that game utilized all motion controls and there was jumping. Mm -hmm. And the motion controls aren't the problem. The problem in that game is the fact that you can jump, which defeats... It basically takes away all the creativity of making levels, because the, the levels in the first two games were forced to really be really creative just because you were so limited on what you can do right. but now that you can jump in the new in this new game you know the levels were a lot more just boring not as diverse or interesting did so. they did
0: they bring over the jump to the port or the remake for
1: well yes the jumping is still in the switch version but um, there is no more motion controls which is nice so it's yeah. much more playable but it doesn't matter it's like the stages aren't that good and it's like they added bosses too. Which bosses don't really make sense for Monkey Ball. Like I think they were just trying to freshen things up, but just didn't really work.
0: Yeah, that is kind of weird because it's more—it's more about the level. The level is just the and the level in a weird way is the bosses. It's a kind of like pinball in a way, um, which a little bit. Yeah. Um, I I say that my my brother-in-law uh, works for a pinball company, and he kind of describes how like how they're how the games are designed. So there's technically a story in it. But you're playing the story within the confines of a pinball machine, obviously. So you kind of have to, in a weird way, use your imagination. But also, it's still technically on the screen. But I'm not doing a very good job explaining it. But Monkey Ball is the same way, where the, the I mich- think I know what you mean. Yeah, for pinball, the machine is kind of the story, and for Monkey Ball, the the you know it, it's the level design. It's being able to the different levels are more of the boss, the 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 enemy, if you will, than anything or gravity, hmm. I guess technically. You fall yeah off. Um, with that now you I would have guessed there was maybe four or five monkey ball games uh, you probably are gonna be a lot closer on a guess than I was I will give you a hint because I'm just fascinated by this because again I'm I'm old as I'm gonna be actually uh, as we're recording this now I'm gonna be 32 years old tomorrow so well, happy early birthday I appreciate that. But the point is, I'm in my 30s. I was born in the 80s. I use my phone to call
1: people still, unlike a lot of people. Well, um, also, I just want to let you know, 30s is not old. Old is like 60s. I, I mean, pre- honestly. I appreciate it. You're not old it. yet.
0: Uh, I uh, I have three kids who like to say that 30s ancient because they're, you know, 8 and 7. So it's nice to hear it's, from somebody in their 20s that 30s not old.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm 26 now, and I thought I was going to feel older, but... I really don't feel older at all. Um, I, I I noticed things like have kind of gone downhill a tiny bit when I hit 25, but I don't know, like I, I think this is I don't even know how we got on this topic, but like um you know, I think we've advanced so much just like in medicine and science in general that we I mean, you know, we're really living a pretty damn long time and we can live a very fulfilling life up until like, you know, late 60s, early 70s. That's when things really Actually, you know, physically go downhill, start start so. deteriorating. Yeah, because yeah. guys
0: playing professional sports in their forties now.
1: Yep. yep. Point is, I got to take care of myself.
0: So <laughs> that's my problem. I did quit soda and all that, but next step is exercise. Mm. Hopefully, that will happen. We know we got on yeah. that. <laughs> we got on that because um, I, I um, when I was talking to Tetra last week, I uh, we were looking up older games like for N sixty four, and I had noticed some games like getting. Um, Engage. Do you remember Engage? It was yes, like a phone-ish. I, that. I don't remember if it was a phone. Also, but it was like a weird phone. It was like everyone made fun of it because it looked like a taco. Yes, uh, yeah. but it was like a portable gaming thing. Which, like, it's still at the time Nintendo was king. I think similarly, the, the it was close to PlayStation releasing their their PSP, which underrated by the way. Uh, I miss my PSP so much. It was so good, but. It fascinates me that things were on the engage and like that was a thing at some point. So Super Monkey Ball did get an engage release. Um, you can't even click on it on Wikipedia to read about it. Like all the other, well, almost all the other games, you can like read about. Not Super Monkey Ball engage. There's just nothing. <laughs> but, but my question for you is, out of and I hope I'm counting this right. How many mm-hmm. Monkey Super Monkey Ball games do you think there are in existence?
1: And I'm including uh, mobile games. Okay. So, I'm gonna go through the- I did not know about the Engage one. Um, so there's that, two on the GameCube, Deluxe, Adventure, um, the DS one, Touch and Roll, Banana Blitz, Step and Roll, Banana Splits, Monkey Ball 3D, um, Banana Blitz HD... I might be missing one. I'm gonna go with 11 or 12. There are 20. What? what? Oh, wait a minute, hold on, I missed two on the mobile phones, because I used yep. to play those, unlike yep. just like Apple or whatever. So there yeah. Are
0: two mobile, you get the mobile ones exactly right. That's, uh, again, blown
1: away by your ability to just pull Monkey Ball knowledge out of nowhere. I used to look at the Wikipedias for Monkey Ball, because I was trying to find if there was any more good Monkey Ball games. I was like researching, it turns out there really wasn't. The other right. ones are just okay. When I was uh, looking up information for this episode, um, there wasn't a whole lot.
0: Uh, it does. I mean, it, it's cool to see that it's been, uh, you know, stretched over different platforms because that helps expose people to it. It has an arcade release, GameCube, yes, obviously. Yes, that was Game the Boy first Advantage. release. Yep. Engage, which again, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of that it does really look like a taco, and it was technically a phone. I was right, which is like for t- it was 2003. I, I'm sorry, we're gonna go on to Engage uh, side, side, uh, <laughs> discussion, but 2003, like, so smartphones aren't really things at that point. If I remember, I think it's still flip and roll, roll and the razor.
1: I think maybe was kind of cool at that point, but uh, flip technology was like crazy was the back then. Yeah. I remember cause my mom had a flip phone and uh, it was, I don't even remember what it was. It was like a pink flip phone. You could flip it open. And I remember when I was bored, like sitting, like waiting for an appointment or something, I would just like play on her phone because I had nothing else to do, and I was just fascinated by the fact you could flip the phone over and over because I was so used to the uh, Nokia phones. Everyone that makes jokes about how they're like super durable, yeah, yeah, they were were very durable because like that's all I remember seeing um, until the flip phone existed. I'm like, wow, it's so thin, it's so just looks so cool. It must have been one of the Razors. The Razor was like the first flip phone to be super cool. I think it was a Razor, if I'm not mistaken.
0: My buddy spent uh, almost a month's worth of salary because we worked at a we're like fifteen and we worked at a softball diamond uh, concourse thing and they paid us under minimum wage because they didn't legally have to pay us minimum wage we weren't sixteen yet and so he spent like you know four hundred bucks which for us was like a month's worth of work on a razor and that like now you know nowadays that's that's nothing for phones but um, yeah yeah no they they gotta bring this they engage. I do see why they tried it. Cuz again, back at that time, like handhelds were still they were cool, but like in phones, like we said around, the the Razer was maybe the most like for normal people, like the coolest most technologically advanced. So you're getting a smartphone combined with a mobile gaming system. That on paper, like if you take out the fact that's not Nintendo, like how you're going to get how you're going to get uh major games on it all that just Take all that away, just on paper, saying in two thousand three, a phone, a smartphone that
1: also plays games—that's a really cool idea. I I, I see why they did it. I remember people kept asking Nintendo, "When is the Nintendo phone going to come out?" Or like the Wii phone. Yeah, you know, I actually thought it was going to happen at some point, but just never did. Well, all the Nintendo's mobile games really suck or are horribly
0: overpriced. Yeah. I've paid for Super Mario Run twice and paid 10 bucks each time because i went from I, an apple to an android god damn it. Oh, my kids love it. it's the only
1: reason i paid for it but it's not worth 10 bucks no i've um unfortunately had to pay for the stupid loot boxes of mario kart tour because oh no they're more um, than a game <laughs> yeah i i don't want to admit how much money i've had to spend on that game because like i have to keep i have to unlock characters that have different items because i'm waiting for Mario Kart 2 or to get to the point where they stop adding new items for characters so I can make a video on it. So all the crap I've had to spend on that game, I would like to have something, some sort of value come out of it. So, unfortunately, <laughs> they, that's why I, I'm still... I play it every once in a while, It's just to like, get new items from whatever the new character is, and that's pretty much it.
0: Nintendo needs to give my man, Nathaniel Bandy, some free codes or something, because he paid oh, money for the loot nice. boxes in that game. <laughs> I mean, one, I, I think we talked about it the very first episode that you were on, but like Nintendo's literally, I have was not super into them and I, I got my my kids kind of played like my old stuff a little bit, but until we started watching your stuff, I didn't really spend money on it. Like they, they have now thousands of extra dollars because I watched your stuff. I was like, oh yeah, Mario's cool. I should get back into that. <laughs> so I'm saying it here, like sponsor them or something, guys. Like I'm sure they listen, right? Well, they used place.
1: to do Brand Ambassadors, and I was a part of their program, but um, some idiot two years ago decided to leak the, an entire ROM of one of the 3DS Mario & Luigi games. Um, I don't know which Brand Ambassador did it, but whoever did it has scared off Nintendo completely, and now they don't give free games to anybody anymore, unless you're it like sucks. literally an outlet. Yeah, so one person ruined the whole thing. <laughs> So like,
0: that's so selfish, too. Like, that really frustrates me because you really have a responsibility for your brothers and sisters that are working the same job as you and not to ruin it for them because it's all part yeah. of his livelihood.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get why Nintendo did it. It just sucks that, like, yeah. one person ruined the whole thing because it was actually pretty cool. Like, we would get games, like, a week early sometimes. I remember I got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe eight or nine days early, and that was awesome because it was I was at that point... Where i was actually getting ready to graduate from college and i had dedicated uh myself to youtube that was basically when i first started going full-time completely and i was like this is perfect this is exactly what i need to help my channel grow and that helped tremendously so it, it is too bad that you know the whole program is basically dead now because of one person i'm
0: hoping in these covid stricken times maybe they'll start to slowly increase it back because there's so much i mean they're they're making uh, I obviously, I'm sure they're not happy that COVID's happening, but they're making bank because yeah. Nintendo is accessible for everyone. The the library insane. Like, yes, PlayStation's got some good um, for uh, exclusives, and yeah, Xbox has got Game Pass, but man, you cannot beat the amount of quality games on the Switch right now.
1: It's crazy how many good games there are. Yeah, and there is in- a lot. I think the Switch might, might might be my favorite console of all time it's incredible i'm
0: getting there with you because it it's hard to knock the 64 out for nostalgia's sake and the gamecube it it should have got more love than it got it's just it was a weird time but damn it like and all the things i love from the gamecube and from 64 are being ported or remade for the switch anyway so like you Mm kind of gotta make switch the best at that point
1: yeah i mean i look at my game library i'm just like good lord like all of these games are great like, this is amazing. There's very... In terms of, like, at least Nintendo IP, there's very, very few duds. And there's a couple, like, mediocre games. Right. Like, Mario Tennis Aces was just okay as an example. Uh, I was but...
0: disappointed in Mario Sonic the Olympic Games, too.
1: That was... It was decent. I mean, it, it's... Just... it was something I'd get on sale, probably. Definitely not yeah. full price. It was fun, I really
0: liked the idea of the story mode, but... Like, the... And this is gonna sound weird, but the Wii controls made so much sense and flowed so yeah. well and the ones w- and i was like oh this i mean it's the it's the switch it's the joy cons like they're gonna make this work even better and i felt like it was a giant step back in terms of how that it all worked together at least me personally maybe i'm yeah. just like old and bad at games but yeah no but the, the effort was
1: there i don't think they they didn't try i think it was just uh, you know yeah, I I like that they kind of went back and forth with like retro graphics that was cool and um, like more modern graphics they didn't they really did not need to do that at all for the Mario and Sonic game but the fact that they did is very plausible.
0: Yeah, and, and that's why I like I saying I don't think it was because you know there's some games that you can just play like oh they didn't give a shit about this they gave a shit it's just for me I was expecting and maybe it was my expectations I should have shifted them. I was expecting it to be better than. How I felt when I played the Wii versions of those games, and it it wasn't it wasn't there.
1: I think the novelty died after the first game. Like That's they true. really don't need to keep making them, but I think they just are I just mean, to promote the Olympics.
0: I know it was kind of like a meme on your channel, right? That you guys you, you did like because the, they had like a three DS version of the the version two. I remember you did an episode about it. Oh wait, about was, what? One of the Olympic games, not the not the Switch ones, but.
1: Oh, okay, Yeah, I know. I made. I think I actually made videos on every single Mario and Sonic game. yeah, mistaken. you did. It
0: was a joke that they had another version of it. I think for the, it was on the 3DS, so you had to review it again. God, uh, I might be. It might be a different game. I can't game. remember. I thought it was that. But anyway, uh, I secretly love all those games, though. Like that's one of my. If I had a. If this was like gaming guilty pleasure, secret telling moment, like I <laughs> absolutely love the Olympic Games series, like a lot. <laughs>
1: I More love the one concept a lot. I don't know if I would say I really enjoy them or go out of my way to play them, but I love the idea of just Mario and Sonic being together in a game, competing. I think that's really cool. I, I just I, wish like an adventure game or something would come out like that with Mario and Sonic in it, not just Olympics. That'd be so much better. That'd be so
0: much better. Although Sonic, I, I want to see them make him make him work better in a in a 3D environment than they have. You know. Oh yeah, that's kind of the problem. It. Because, I know that, and this, we'll save this whole rant for another episode sometime. Uh, because I do want to actually, I do an episode with you about Sonic Forces. Um, but, just, we won't go too deep into it, but they like, redid everything for that game, if I remember correctly, right? And they didn't need to. And it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And it feel it. I, I don't think the game's awful, or as bad as people say, but it, it kind of, well, you know, transitions back to Monkey Ball. It felt weird. It Sonic would feel heavy or, like, glued to things. It did
1: not feel... He didn't feel like Sonic, and that was my biggest problem with it. Classic Sonic was so bad in Sonic Forces. Yeah. Like, it was, like, actually just not fun at all to play. Animations were horrible. Game is three hours long. There's 30 stages, and the stages are anywhere from one to five minutes in length. It was... I honestly do not like that game. I think it's... The story is okay, it's an interesting story, but yeah, the gameplay and... is just very, very mediocre. Yep, and I really didn't
0: like playing as the, the rookie or the recruit or whatever it was Oh the yeah, time. the avatar. Yeah, I want to play Sonic, Damn it! Like, I don't want to play this stupid avatar thing. I know that was a huge selling point. And I think, like, you had to spend money on the mobile game or in the other game, I don't remember, to get stuff on one or the other. It's just a whole giant mess. Now I'm starting to get angry about that again. We're going to go back to Monkey Ball so I can be happy. <laughs> Um, Monkey Ball, also, I'm just looking, I didn't know it was on the Xbox. Uh, I think just the
1: Deluxe the HD Adventure 4. game. Yeah. Yeah, because I know Monkey Ball Deluxe is usually sped run on the 360, if I'm not mistaken. Why? <laughs> uh, because the load times are faster than original Xbox.
0: Oh, uh, okay. I was like, if there was some weird, like, strategy to it, but just faster load times, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so as we're kind of winding down the monkey ball talk a little bit, if you personally had to pick one, and it's the only one you could play for the rest of your life, which one is it going to be?
1: Uh, probably, probably monkey ball two. I would say just because the game's a little more refined than the first game. Uh, like the live system for one is a lot better. It's more fair. Uh, Cause like in the first game, if you want to, you actually beat it. Like you have to do expert mode, without getting continue, otherwise you can't unlock master mode. So that's just a bunch of BS. So I guess for that reason, that'd be good. There's more mini games in Monkey Ball 2. Yeah, I guess I picked that one.
0: Yep, and then that's one for me too. <laughs> I, I know it's uh, not super entertaining that I picked the same one as you, but I mean the mini games for me, man, like monkey target, I can play that all day, all day
1: long. Uh, you like was... monkey billiards? Yes, yes, I, I, I love freaking love billiards. that game. Yeah, um, that game is sick. That game actually like got me into real life pool. Uh, I don't get to play it a lot, but um, you know, whenever I do get to play it, I'm always reminded of just playing monkey billiards and getting practice from that. The uh,
0: I feel like it'd be really cool. I bet it's out there. There's there's merchandise for everything, but have you know the billiards balls be like designed after the the monkey balls? I think that'd be pretty cool.
1: Yeah. That should yeah be, that'd be I pretty think. cool I mean that's why that's what I also like about monkey billiards is that there's monkeys inside the balls like that's just that's like terrifying when you think about it. they getting smacked around this table technically torture yes <laughs> yeah I just it, I don't know that that's like that's really clever and also like really kind of uh demonic like who came up with that idea speaking of demonic
0: and this might be a weird question but do they ever explain why they're in the balls is it it feels uh, like it'd be a
1: experiment torture type deal. There I did read of an explanation, but that was a long time ago and I don't remember why. We're going to go science torture. Sure. <laughs> it's what they're doing. Monkeys
0: are always experimented on. They're always the thing that spreads the infection in zombie movies, right? So
1: Yeah, there you go. There he goes with it. it I reminds... mean, I, I think like like realistically speaking, I think they were just in there for marketing. I think that's the only reason why. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense, but it's not as fun. I guess no, torture is not, not technically close. fun.
0: <laughs> we'll say they were doing it for fun. Like, it's like those uh, around here, it's called knocker ball, I think, where you basically get in these giant inflatable balls and run into each other
1: and like try to play soccer. It's really weird. They have mm-hmm. them in malls. That sounds kind of if... fun, actually. That sounds like the uh, hamster ball thing that I had last year or two yeah, years it's, ago. It's
0: pretty much the exact same thing except for your feet stick out of it, and you run, and uh, there's like... There's it's a mini soccer field inside of a mall. But since you have these giant inflatable things around here, when you're going for the ball, you can just run and knock the crap out of the other team or your teammates. Oh, That's awesome. Do. That was definitely a cool pre COVID thing, but you know, thanks COVID. Can't do that anymore. Yeah. Until next year, hopefully. Yeah, God, I hope so. I hope so. I don't <laughs> want to be inside anymore. That's a lie, I'm an introvert. I love being inside all the time. <laughs> but for the sake of my family, I want to be able to go outside at some point. <laughs> Um, so, trying to think of any other really big monkey ball things we should uncover. Do you have any more of those random uh, monkey ball nuggets or tidbits rolling around in your brain that you've been pulling out
1: through this um, episode? I guess something that people forget about is, remember the Wii balance board for like Wii Fit? Yes. So, there was actually a monkey ball game that used the balance board, and it was called Super Monkey Ball Step and Roll, and basically, you could play some levels using the balance board, and I remember I tried that, and it was actually not the worst thing ever. It did kind of work, which really surprised me. But that that's something that I think a lot of people
0: forget about. I didn't know that. I I would be curious to try that, and or if it would make me get like, uh, you know, sometimes you do VR, you get that like imbalance or like feels oh, yeah. like you're off. I wonder if that would give me that, too, but seeing the ball move on screen, like, you're going to fall off, but being on the board, if you feel like you're going to fall off, that's
1: the only thing that would scare me eh. about that. Probably not, because, well, this, the levels in Step and Roll are atrocious, they're very, very uh. basic and boring, and I think it was done on purpose because of the balance board thing, so I you'd probably be able to do it for at least a little bit, I don't think it'd be that big a deal. I I, I Now I kind of want Super Monkey Ball VR. <laughs> oh, that would that would be so cool, but it would probably make you so sick.
0: Yeah, because you would have. I I would still want it to be kind of authentic, where because you know the ball is like clear on one side and off shade of a color on the other. So when it's spinning, I would want to see you know that color change happening, so it yeah, would feel like you're actually in the ball. But yeah, no, that would make
1: you insanely sick. And I have not been in a VR headset ever since doing the 24-hour Mario 64 thing last year. I couldn't believe you did like, that, by the way. <laughs> that was not a good idea. I don't care that the video did well. That was a horrible experience that I I, I kind of regret a little bit because, my God, oh, maybe, that was so bad. Maybe it's the parent that takes over me, but when
0: I watched that video... I had that like the he needs to stop like I don't want this to damage him <laughs> vision or like e- or your your inner ear type deal like I was like no please
1: stop this is for your safety don't don't do this yeah, my eyes were fine I was just so nauseous and you know it's weird I I like never like get sick or or anything like I almost never feel nauseous but it was a good six to eight hours before the nausea kind- finally went away after stopping Ooh, playing scary. that scary yeah, it was well, ridiculous. How was like waking up with
0: that? Like, because re- like, you know when you wake up, you wanna gotta get you know your bearings. But waking up and being in a VR headset that has oh, to be it's, weird, right? It's not very pleasant because like it's super bright. Ooh, yeah, that would suck too. That's what kind of sucks
1: about it. Yeah, but it wasn't like disoriented or like where the fuck am I? <laughs> Why uh, am I here? For like a second. Well, the thing is, I mean, you're not gonna sleep very well in a VR headset, so That's it was like. It was like light sleep, basically. Well, I'm a back sleeper, so I I'm, I could possibly be okay, but I guess it
0: would be heavy, though, too, wouldn't it, on your face?
1: Yeah, it, it depends on the headset, because the one I have probably weighs about two to three pounds, which isn't too heavy, but I know yeah. some of them are lighter. No, I'm
0: starting to get, like, like nauseous thinking about having to do that. I, I, I would love to do VR one day. Uh, it's super expensive, and uh, I'm not going to do it now, but... I'm not going to put it on for 24 hours, but no. if you want to see someone who did,
1: check the video on Nathaniel Bandy's channel. Well, actually, you know what's hilarious is uh, Swinky Box actually did the exact same thing. He came up with the same idea from, and he got inspired by the exact same video, but he did the challenge for Ocarina of Time, which that sounds worse because that game runs at like 15 frames a second. Yep. Yeah. and it's a,
0: uh, it's, you know, it could be terrifying at times too. At least with Mario, it's not other than the piano Mm -hmm. obviously it's it's more of a pleasant experience all around than uh than that would be
1: it's a lot slower moving too you're not like charging around doing jumps and stuff right right and i'm
0: trying to think of you know the only only one i think i i would like to do it for and this might be a weird answer would be Star Fox 64. i think that's oh that would would
1: be that actually would be cool i remember when i was testing out the mario kart vr there was some other random VR games, and there was, like, the space one. And that one was absolutely incredible oh, because you're just, like, going around, you know, just, like, shooting ships and stuff, but you can, like, actually turn your head to, like, kind of aim and oh, figure out where everything shit. is. That's it so cool. is amazing, yeah. Now, I would... I, I I think VR is definitely something to look into eventually, but just wait till it gets a little bit cheaper because I think it's still too expensive. Even, like, the new headset that's, like, 200 bucks, like, I don't i don't know there's not a lot to play on it still like there's beat saber there's astrobot on ps4 a couple other things i don't know there's just not a lot
0: yeah there there's one um based off duck hunt that game it's like that horror game where you get sucked in the tv and the the dog and from duck hunt technically like it turns out to be a murderer and you have to like try to figure out how to get out of it it's kind of That's cool a uh, it's, it's got like six different endings. I've never actually played it. I've watched other people play it, hmm. and uh, it's one of the more interesting ones. But that'd be about the only only games I would probably do that for right now. So I don't want to do any of like the second lifestyle stuff and talk to people. I don't I don't want to do
1: that. Yeah, I tried the VR chat, and that was that's just weird. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just bizarre. Yeah, it's uh I don't know what to compare it to,
0: but it's just. It's going into that part of town you're always
1: told not to go down
0: (laughs) type of deal, I guess. Yeah. I mean,
1: I feel like I I kind of understand why VR Chat or Second Life exists. It's kind of like a way to like socialize with people and it it feels more immersive. Mm -hmm. But it's probably not something you should do unless you're like I don't know, unless you like have no friends near you and you don't really have anything else going on. I, but, I, I know it's it's also it
0: does help people that have, you know, uh, limitations physically and stuff too. Yeah. I that understand too. that. But for the most part, for a lot of people, it feels kinda of predatory and it really scares me.
1: It is yeah. It's a little
0: weird. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't want I don't want to be part of that that, that <laughs> world. Um with that being said, uh this has been an absolute amazing episode so this little behind the scenes before we started this i I had asked you i was like do you think we could get close to an hour out of monkey ball like it's definitely a cool (laughs) game but i'm not sure we we almost nailed it exactly and i feel like we could keep going (laughs) really if we wanted to because you're monkey ball you're like no dude i got this and if you're (laughs) again blown away by your monkey ball knowledge if if someone's like hey you know i need to know stuff about monkey ball now I'm, I'm going to be like, all right, I got your guy. Tweet at this man. He's got you. Hell yeah. I'm, I'm super impressed. Uh, so before we go, uh, any, anything coming up? Anything you want to plug for you or Minus World or anybody?
1: Uh, I guess uh, go check out the Minus World channel. We have been uploading around one to three times a week. Uh, We're doing a a lot of, like, experimental kind of stuff right now. Like, we are doing, like, you know, group Let's Plays and stuff, but we are trying out, like, you mentioned earlier the controller video, where it's, there's, we're playing, you know, a single player game, but four people have the controller in their hands, so it's kind of chaos. Uh, We're doing a podcast on there as well called Minus Cast, and we have a bunch of more things in the works too, so I guess go check that out. I I second that. Um,
0: Their podcast is also really good. If you're not listening to Damage Boost, you should definitely listen to the the Minus Cast uh, because these guys know way more than I do and they're a lot more charming. So definitely check it out. Um, And also when you check out their videos, you get to see a little bit of everybody's personality and it encourages you to go check out their channels and you're going to find... They all have amazing content, right? You guys are all insanely talented and you have this... Your your content, uh, what I love about it is like my kids can sit and watch it, and they're like happy as can be, and I can sit there and watch it, and I'm like, this is really good stuff. Like it, I, I think without trying, you guys kind of you touch all the bases, you know, you guys apl- you guys appeal to everyone, and it's really nice. Oh I well, thank you, I appreciate very that. Very much enjoy it. Uh, with 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 all that for damage boost. Oh, oh sorry, before I get my plugs, I am going to pitch. I missed mentioned it in your stream uh, chat the other day. But just throwing it out there. don't have to do it. You don't have to say that. You might, you might not. But I think Dead by Daylight, super cheap. Uh, a lot of people are playing it. One of mm, you could play yes. Killer. Four of you play a survivor. It'd be pretty interesting. could be super fun. Just throwing it out there.
1: Well, I'll uh, I'll suggest to everyone,
0: see what they think. If it ever goes on sale, I'd be willing to, I might be willing to also pay you for five of the copies. Because when it's on sale oh, for you like 7 or 8 bucks, that. I can handle That's it. That's all right. <laughs> I I feel like in a weird way an ambassador because whenever I I did stream consistently it was Dead by Daylight and then uh, there you know it's a smaller company so I, I root for them to do well. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's an you know an EA game where I'm like <laughs> you're trying to pimp their stuff. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. With that being said, uh, Damage Boost podcast uh, at Twitch. Um, not not this week won't be streaming as much, but. During the week, still doing a lot of Warzone. Uh, might be streaming. Uh, crap, I cannot remember the name of the game now. But just purchased a <laughs> Revolutionary War simulator style game like Battlefront where it's you know, you're all mm. battling in red and blue coats and shooting single shot muskets at each other and it's going to be ridiculous and silly. I can't wait to do it. Uh, that cool. will be next week. And uh, Damage Boost Pod at Twitter. And that's about all I got. Cool. So that sounds good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Again, you're one of my favorite guests and uh, one of the nicest people I've ever interviewed, so I always appreciate you coming on.
1: And of course. Thanks for inviting me on again.
0: All right, everybody. Be good people.